everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk in detail about 1985's Santa Claus the Movie. One minute at a time. And this week we are on minute number 19. Yes, minute 19. It's just a continuation of the same set, the same conversation as minute 18, but we get to see where Patch was headed a little bit. We begin as Patch continues to introduce the rest of the reindeer team. Then he shows Claus a few of his inventions, and the minute ends as Claus asks a very important question. What do we need all these reindeer for? So we met the twins, Dancer and Prancer, last week. Yes. But we got cut off. Mm-hmm. He refers to them, like I said, as the twins, and you can tell them apart by their, quote, snooty monocles. Dancers is on his left eye, and Prancers is on his right eye. I took notes this time. Oh, okay, good. So we can add it to our <laughs> spreadsheet to see if they're referenced later in the movie, if it matches up to these descriptions. Mm-hmm. If not... We're going to contact the filmmakers and let them know 35 yeah, years later. That... They made a mistake. So next up, we meet Comet. He's the one with the great big antlers. Yep. And we see him, like, rubbing up one of those giant antlers against the wall. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, these are the big puppet head reindeers. Yes. So far. And then we go on to... He's kind of bashful. Well, that's Cupid. Patch refers to him as Old Spotted Nose. Do you actually see a spot on his nose? Let's uh, let's see. Not really. He can't really see him very well. He could be any of the reindeer head to me. But I guess if you if you squint, you can kind of see like little dots on his nose. Yeah, maybe well, when we see him up close, we'll be able to see it. Yeah, but Comet peeks his head around the corner like, oh gosh, he, <laughs> he, he must hides. be a bashful one. <laughs> okay, so the next one up, Dasher. Yes. We, we have been debating because you don't see any legs. Right. He moves like a reindeer, like an animal. But it also could be somebody controlling poles or like, it, you know, puppeteering him. Yeah, I think that it's a puppet for two reasons. One... Um, he's moving kind of on cue, you know, he doesn't, he kind of goes along with what Patch is saying. And the other reason is his body looks kind of slightly segmented and it looks like he's been shaved. You know what I mean? Like it looks like, um, he's had a haircut and that looks like it's fabric rather than actual reindeer body skin fur. Whatever you want to call it. (laughs) That just goes to show how convincing these things are. How much work went into them. Where we have to slow it down and watch it one minute (laughs) at a time. And then frame by frame on top of it. To try to determine. Now that's a real reindeer. But the little like bucking motion that he does. And he makes like a kathunk. That really sells. Like you really think that's a real reindeer. Yeah, you would think, that's what I thought. It's like, oh, that wasn't scripted. That wasn't controlled. That was a reindeer acting up. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm thinking I'm on Team Puppet now. (laughs) So, anyway, uh, Dasher, um, Patch refers to as... This white-faced boy here, that's old Dasher. He loves to run, he does. He really does. He'd rather run than eat. (laughs) 
Now, do you think they must? We don't actually see it, but they must have like, like a, I wouldn't say a field, but they must have an outdoor area where all these reindeer can like romp and run around and stuff. They can't keep they them cooped must. up in these yeah. tiny pens year round and they only get out once a year. I don't remember reading anything in the book, but I would assume that they have to be able to get out and about and like really exercise or they would just be sleeping all the time. And last but not least, we have Vixen, who we actually saw make a cameo in the last minute mm -hmm. off to the side. But this time he is like, a patch does refer to Vixen as a he. I mean, yeah. I just assume all the reindeer are he, but Vixen, you know, in some interpretation of the Santa story, I think in the year of the other Santa Claus, for example, F Vixen is like a little girl reindeer, mm -hmm. just because of the name. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, in this interpretation, Vixen is face first. In the in the uh, trough, sound asleep. Referred to as the noisy one with floppy jowls. And uh, this noisy one with the floppy jowls, he's vixen. Keeps up half the night with his snorts and whinnies, whinnies and snorts. So after we get all the reindeer introductions out of the way, Claus notices that oh, this is where Patch sleeps. He has his bed right here mm -hmm. in the stable. And you can see the shelves lined with Patch's various prototypes, I assume. Prototypes or inventions. Yeah. A whole bunch of stuff. Like toy designs and everything, it looks like. You do get a, I assume, oh, this is a glimpse off to the uh, left-hand side of the screen. If you're looking at it as a viewer, you can see the prototype of the cuckoo clock with the bird on the top. Oh, yeah, look at that. I never noticed that. The more we learn about this movie, the more we, where this is, this is where it's going to start to become more and more obvious that the final product that we've watched all these years, this wasn't what was originally intended, the sequence of events. Right. Because Patch, in just a moment here, is going to say, oh, I have all sorts of ideas. And he takes out the blueprint for the alarm clock, which we already saw. Mm-hmm before this on all of the elf's beds yes yep so obviously it was edited together out out of sequence yep because claus lights up goes oh that's not bad yeah the, the clock that would wake you up in the morning and you can see the prototype on a shelf but if you were a keen-eyed viewer you would notice that all the elves already have these in place on their beds already yeah we've seen them in a previous minute that we've talked about and we will circle back on that more and more as uh, this montage through the years takes place here momentarily. Yes. So in the movie, Claus seems to be very impressed with the alarm clock. Like, oh, that's not bad. In the book, however, he says that um, he likes the alarm clock, but he also thinks that a rooster would work. Like, why put in all this extra effort when you just have a rooster wake you up? Also, oh, Claus is like old fashioned. Very. In the book, Claus is extremely old fashioned. And this kind of leads, like this, this little section right here, kind of tells you how Claus accepts change. Not very well. Like, he's very old school. He doesn't really like um, new initiatives, he just kind of wants to stay where he's at. 
Well, that's interesting because the way it portrays in the movie, like he instantly takes like a shine to Patch, like, mm -hmm. and he seems like very intrigued. Like his eyes light up when oh, he yes. sees how ambitious Patch is. Like we saw a little bit of that during the pipes mm -hmm. conversation he a couple does, minutes he, ago. He does feel that way about Patch. Like he thinks Patch's inventions and ideas are really creative and very ambitious, and they, him and Anya both really think of Patch as like a son. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But just like in the book the section where he thinks that Rooster will work, he also doesn't really understand why they need all of these things when other more simple products do the same thing. So first Patch shows off his blueprint for what is called on the spreadsheet itself the Patch Alarm Clock. Mm -hmm. So he even named the alarm clock after himself. Right. Oh, man. I wish I knew where... Don't you wish you knew whatever became of the patch alarm clock blueprint? Wouldn't you want to have that yes. <laughs> printed up and framed on your wall? Uh-huh. Or even the original? I would take just any kind of a copy would be wonderful. I would have. I would love to see this thing in full frame because you yeah. only get to see the top and I. you can't make out the text or anything. No. I would love to have a, like a, a reproduction of that. That would be so cool. And by the way, uh, what I thought looked front, like a TV from a distance in the last minute, you can clearly see is a mirror. Mm -hmm. Like the border around the mirror looks like the top. There's like a mistletoe with holly berries and a couple like wooden birds on either side. Yeah. Or animals of some sort. One looks like a bird on a perch. And yeah, I can't tell what the other thing is. Maybe a bear. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see because it's kind of obscured by the edge of the frame. But you can see the reflection of the candles and everything, so. So Claus didn't think the, the alarm clock was a bad idea. I don't think he was as quite as sold on the next idea Patch uh, pulls out. Right. The, in, the plate that whistles when the food is too hot. Yes, in the book he told Patch that he likes the alarm clock better than the plate. <laughs> So we see him blow into this thing protruding from a... We don't actually see the plate, I don't think. No, I think you just see the whistle. So he blows into it. I assume how it's supposed to work if you, like, say you had a big scoop of steamy hot mashed potatoes. Yeah. And you plopped it on this plate. The steam is what would make the whistle go off. Yeah, like a teapot. So how would this work in theory? You put the potatoes on the plate with the plate just whistle until and when you knew when it was done whistling you knew it was safe to eat i think so i think that's the only way it would work or yeah or like oh it's too hot let's take the potatoes off the plate and put them back in the bowl <laughs> but yeah i guess it would just sit on the table making that noise i'll let you put the noise yeah. in right now continuously maybe it's like the, din the dinner bell you know like oh dinner's getting served and then when the bell when the whistling stops you know you can sit down and eat it but yeah, that would be very annoying. It's yes. like, okay, the alarm clock is one thing, but if I served you up a plate of potatoes and for 10 minutes you have, or five minutes or however long you'd hear the, or I can't do it, the, that whistling noise. I would hate it. <laughs> I would throw it across the room. So, Eat the food first and so, then throw it across the room. <laughs> so Claus politely um, just gives him a look, uh, doesn't say yeah. anything. He's polite. Mm -hmm. Patch likes, oh, 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 because he... He's saying he has so many ideas, he doesn't know where to store them all in his head sometimes. Right. And he says like he's about to say, I have a complete... He gets cut off by claws. Yeah. But it almost sounds like he was about to say a complete system of some sort. Look, look, look. I've got here a complete system. Uh, 
Does the book go into what what he was going to finish that thought with? No. The next thing that happens in the book, Claus uh, scratches beard and he says, I like the first one better, as in he likes the alarm clock better. And then Patch shrugged and smiled. One thing about me, I don't lack elf assurance. <laughs> oh, we he lost said, a, we lost mm-hmm. an elf pun? Yep. His grin widening, and he had a million more ideas where those came from. Some of them were bound to be winners. Now this new boss had seen his potential. He was sure he'd finally have the chance to prove what he could do. And then... Then it goes right into what happens next in the minute with Claus asking a question. Oh man! So I get. I guess we'll add that one to the spreadsheet too, even with though it's an not, asterisk. Yeah. Yeah. So you even get to dust off the uh, Dudley Moore elf pun sound effect this week. Yep, for elf assurance. I don't know if that one bubbles up again later or not. I don't know. Have we already got elf assurance? Let me. I, I have to check the notes here. I don't think so. I think we hear it in the movie because it sounds familiar other than reading the book but i could be wrong i don't know i could have melded the two together okay we don't have elf assurance yet we have elf confidence or elf conscious elf confidence and elf control Mm -hmm. so we have a lost elf pun but there's so many elf self puns that they all sort of uh, run into each other after a while (laughs) yeah they do do you think if they made the i'm sure if they made the uh santa claus movie today if they rebooted it Mm -hmm. do you think the owls would be taking elfies oh for sure with their phone or like some wooden elf phone Uh of some sort yeah they'd be taking elfies for sure definitely so as you're saying claus interrupts him as he was about to show a complete system for something yeah or a set or i don't know He curiously asks, What do we need all these reindeer for? And Patch just gives him a look. Doesn't say anything quite yet because our minute ends ends. right there. We don't know. We don't know yet. We'll have to find out next week in minute 20. The suspense. What are are all the reindeer for? Claus needs to know. Patch is leaving us all in suspense. Yeah. Which this is... um, so this is another part, right, where I think it was in minute 17, we talked about how in the book, Dooley had explained everything as far as um, time and the elves delivering toys and whatnot. You would think that after that explanation, Claus would know what the reindeer are for. He put the pieces together. He would put it together in his head but he doesn't so either this is a a a a miss as far as the story goes or claus is just still not getting it (laughs) well you know it's a lot to take in in one night it is they're in this giant new house or literally hundreds of elves running around Mm mm-hmm you know. I mean, it's a totally new world. I mean, they they died, came back to the life, and now they're living in this huge elf village, elf wooden elf village full of little men running around telling him all of these like bits and pieces of what's going on. Be awfully confusing. And they also dropped the bombshell already that he's going to live forever. Right. I, that that alone would probably... Uh, that would take me a while to process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd be like, no, you are crazy. These people are crazy. Get me out of here. 
So anything How else? Do I leave? <laughs> so anyway, anything else to add to minute nineteen before we wrap things up this week? Nothing from the book. I will double check the comic book, but the book is pretty much right on par with the movie at this point. You'll definitely want to come back next week because minute twenty is definitely where the the timeline fall starts to fall apart. <laughs> If you're watching it minute by minute and trying to piece it together. Yeah. Like, what? when's this taking place? Yeah. And like, oh, this was originally going to take place here, mm-hmm. but it's showing here. And we're, we're going to break it all down. That's yeah. part of the reason we're doing this podcast. That's yes. the big reason. Yeah. Answer these questions about this movie. <laughs> that, that we, we have had. <laughs> for 35 years. Yes. We're going to, we're laying this movie out on the table and just chopping it up and dissecting it, putting it under the microscope every single week. Mm-hmm. I bet the, the directors and the producers are so, so happy we're doing this I'm now sure. where they can't fix any of their mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were like, no one's going to notice. Who no. cares? <laughs> that's so funny so i'm definitely excited to dive into minute 20 holy smokes we're doing it we're doing it 20 minutes in so as always you can check out our podcast on podbean apple Podcasts, google now on spotify as well yep more and more places we're popping out more and more places you can send us an email at santa by the minute at gmail.com we're also on twitter and instagram and facebook at Santa Minute. And come back every Wednesday where you can listen to a brand new episode. For free!